Well, good morning. What's going on? Any fellas here today? Anybody loving Jesus in here today? Couple of you. Well, um, I'm Bill Shear. I pastor the Guts Church. I uh, I get to <laughs> I get to uh, hang out with some of the most incredible people that show up at four in the morning and start frying bacon and scrambling eggs and making French toast and and laughing the whole time. So it's awesome. Um, I want to thank you for being here. Um, and I, I appreciate it. We're here the first Friday of every month. The other Fridays, there's just stop at a diner in town and look for some well-dressed men. And uh, the, there's guts groups, men's groups all over town at diners the other Fridays. But we simply do this just to get guys together. If we don't activate, and, and that's the key word, and I'm going to share something with you today that God showed me two weeks ago that humbled me, that cut my knees out from under me. And, um, and, and that's how the word is. It's how it's supposed to happen. But too often, you know, that what I do, it's Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, the occasional other things, and just preaching, teaching the word. And, but this time it, it humbled me to the core. Um, this is designed, listen, we have to activate men. I'm tired of all the bull crap I hear in the news, all the media, all the silliness that's happening that people want to engage in. People asking me, what are, you, what are you doing with Bud Light? What are you doing with, what are you doing with Target? And what are you doing with, I'm like, I don't drink and I don't shop. So it, it's really not in my purview. I don't care. It's silly. All right. If you're taking notes today, just write that down. They're silly. And we can't get into the silliness, you know, to the point where Jesus, man, they're, they've indicted him and they've accused him. They've indicted him. They were going to convict him. And they said, do you call yourself the king of the Jews? He said, that's what you say that I am. And then they asked him again to get him off the hook. Do you call yourself the king of the Jews? And he said, I'm not going to answer you pertaining to that matter. And I think that's how we have to get with all of the silliness that, you know, the election cycle's going to gear back up and Man, we've all got an opinion, but let me tell you, man, God's going to show himself real and alive through us. To the, the Bible says to where they see our good works and it glorifies God. I'm just telling you, I'm calling every one of you guys out and pleading with you to activate your life with God. I believe, and, and look, this, listen to this in the spirit I intended. I believe the Bible is written to men. I believe, I, I believe women read it and it, it blesses them and it, it's life-changing and life-giving, but I believe at the core of who I am, the word is written and should pierce men's heart. And that's what happened to me. And I'm gonna, I just, I wanna, it, it's so familiar to you, the second chapter of Acts. The first part of it, is, is, and they, they were in the upper room and they gathered and they're all in one accord and, and, and then they were all filled with a rushing mighty wind, a sonic boom hit it. And they all began to pray in tongues and, and prophesy. They all began to 
and they, they were in one accord. We all know that. And then you, you slide down to the end of the second chapter of Acts, and it, it says, and they, they went from house to house and, and, and were, were together as one, and man, it was communal, and, and that God added to the church daily those who were being saved. And the dynamics of the, you have to understand, this is the launch of the church. This is freaking go time. The ball's in the air, and it, it's been kicked, and it's, it's time to fish or cut bait. It's not, no excuses, no explanations. you got to stay alert. Okay, and, and so, man, that, that, those, that, the beginning and the end of the second chapter of Acts resonate through me. It, it's so amazing. I remember when, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm driving in my truck, and I start praying in tongues. It's like, I've been a Christian a week. I didn't know anything. So I wasn't about the debate. There's a church debate about it. You know, some people, well, it's for, it's for when, the, when the apostles, it ceased when the apostles, the, the first century apostles died, or God used it until he had his word written. That's like, none of that's in the word. It just, it, it, it just says, look, they were all, they were in one accord and filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues. And now the dynamics of that is the single most dynamic thing that's ever happened in my life. So then you go to, the, go to the end, and it's like it added to the church daily. I thought, and really honestly, if you ask me at my core, what's your philosophy or what's your, what, what's your ide ideology of church? It's like we need to have it every day. 28% of Americans work on the weekend, and that's when we have church. So we're just shaving off 28% of people of being here. And let me tell you, being here matters. I, 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 I will... I, I, I will fight for, the, for the, 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 the obligation we have as men of God now to gather together. It's, 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 it's way too important for us to watch it on our phone or, or, or phone it in or, or think that we could, you need this, you need this kind of interaction. Where's that fellow that I, that I met this morning that got ministered to uh, last week? Right? Stand up, son. This guy right here, if he, what's your name, sir? My, th this guy right here changed my life. I, he, he's up at the front of the church, and I think it was an altar call or something, and, 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 and God touched my heart. I, began, I just interacted with him, and then he's here today. And let me tell you, I thought about him every day. What day was that? I thought about him every day. And I even said something. I, said, I think I said something to Chano or Brian or somebody on staff saying, you gotta find that guy. And he walked up to me today and he said, you remember me? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, listen, there's something to this. It matters that you get to church. It matters. I don't know how else to put it. But see, we've gotta, we've gotta look at this because A, because it does something in you, but B, it does something in others. And see, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you something that, that God showed me, and I'm telling you, I read the second chapter of Acts easily over a thousand times in my life, maybe thousands. And I see this, and I'm telling you, it stopped me in my tracks. So I went to, I went to verse 42, Acts 2.42. I, I think the New King James says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in prayer, in breaking of bread, in doing what we're doing here. 
Okay, but listen, they didn't continue steadfastly in what they believed personally. Well, my take on that, now listen, this is huge. There's an apostle's doctrine that we have to latch hold of. These young guys right here that have got incredible futures. See, see the, here, you two guys stand up. Okay, incredible futures. And you know what God promises them? To give them a future and a hope. So the devil knows that. So what's, he, what's the devil going to try to do? Man, if I'm the devil, I'm just going to try to divert them. I'm going to try to get them to drift just a little bit. How old are you, son? How old are you? Both of you 17? 15. Are you the fast one? No, you guys laugh. That's the fastest high school kid in the state. He's 15 freaking years old. So we yeah, sit down. So we look at it, and if, if I'm the devil, what do I want to do? Man, I want to, I want to get him just off course just a little bit. And the next thing you know, it's 10, 15, 20 years. He's like, dear God, how did I get here? And how many of you guys live that scenario? How many of you guys that happened in your life? I mean, it's like, I'm not wasting any more time with this. I'm telling you, the world needs a strong America. America is determined by the church and specifically the strength of men in the church. I, I, no, for real, you guys got to, we got to own it. So we get the Acts 2.42, the, the part I, I skipped for evidently for 45 years reading the word. And I looked at it and there's three words. They continued steadfastly. And then I thought, that's really not how I talk. So I looked at, I looked at other translations than the New King James. The New American Standard says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. The message says they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles. Now listen, this isn't make it up as you go along. This isn't, well, no, we've got to find the true nature of God's word. And you know what? We've got to walk that fine line. And then what God will do, he'll, he'll widen the path beneath our feet so they don't slip. They could, the, the, the message says they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal and the prayers. The Moffat translation is the one that stopped me. The Moffat translation said they devoted themselves daily. And I thought about this. I thought I spend maybe the majority of my ministry life. And that, let me tell you something. I bought into this. I'm eating up with ministry. All I care about is ministering to men. That's all I care about. And the Jags weren't it. And my, my grandbabies having a great life. And then, and Sandy being happy. But that's all I care about right there. But listen, those three words, they devoted themselves. And I realized I spent, I spent so much time thinking, man, Josh Forrest is a, is a dear friend. And I, I care about him like family. And he's, he's, he's helped me and Sandy through difficult situations. But you know what? I can't drag him into devotion to God. I can't, I, there's not enough ministry. There's not enough classes. There's not a curriculum that, no, you've got to, listen, you got to man up. You got to decide why God hung nuts on you. And you got to say, I'm going to devote myself every freaking day to this doctrine, to who God is, to what this life is. You've got to make a decision to do that. 
It's got to be you. Man, we could do everything we can to drag you along and drag you along. Man, you're not making a commitment to me or to your, your wife or to your friends or the church. You're committing to God who will never leave you nor forsake you, whose promises are yes and amen. And I'm just telling you, fellas, You've got to get to a place where you devote yourself. Devote yourself to who God is, what God's about, God's plan for your life. I'll tell you, it's criminal ministry for the last few generations that have produced the statistics that between eight and nine out of 10 guys that are committed in church understand their purpose. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely wrong. I'm wasting my breath if you leave here today without a clue of the purpose of God on your life. Let me tell you what, the, the, there is zero fulfillment unless you know your purpose. And it, it's interesting because, man, I've, I've had guys, after I've said that, that text me, friends, dear friends, and say, I've heard your purpose, the purpose of my life, I'm just telling you, is to help you get to your purpose. It's a, and listen, and it, listen. It's 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 like Elijah and Elisha. Elisha comes up and says, "I want what you have." He says, "Is that what you want for real?" He said, "Yeah, I want what you have." He goes, "No, is that what you want?" He goes, "No, I want twice what you have." He goes, "Okay, is that what you want?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "That'll satisfy you. That'll be good." Twice he goes, "Yeah, I want twice." There's exactly twice the documented miracles in Elisha's life than were in Elijah's life. Okay. But listen to what Elijah told Elisha. When Elisha said, I want twice what you have. It's like any of you guys. How many of you guys have sons? Your son comes up to you and says, Dad, I want twice what you have. And you know what Elijah's response to Elisha was? You go where I go. You do what I do. You see what I see. When we get there, you'll have it. And he walked off. And Elisha's like, I don't get it. So he had to stick with them. You go where I go, you do what I do, you see what I see, when we get there, you'll have it. See, understand, this is how God does. God uses men. You want a strong America? You can't elect a strong America. Let me help you. We can't. Man, the feminization of the church for generations has now, we're, we're pointing fingers at our society, toxic, this is, listen, this is toxic masculinity, what we're talking about here, to the world. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm devoting my life to at least wake men up. And, it, and, and it's not like, hey, hey, honey, can you, hey, it's time to get up. Man, it's gonna be a good day for you today. Hey, you want, you need a blankie? Can I get you a cookie? See, that's how the church has treated men. It's like, let me tell you something. For this doctrine, the men that, that the book of Acts was talking about, those men would sit on a nail to hear it. It's like, well, you know, it's a little uncomfortable. Oh, shears in your face. I'm not in your face. It's just got to be direct. That's how the gospel is designed to be preached. From point A to point B, 
without all the gravy and all the, all the, all the icing. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta decide today. I'm gonna be devoted. I'm gonna be devoted to the, the, the apostles' doctrine. I'm gonna be devoted to prayer. I'm gonna be devoted to, to the breaking of bread. And I'm gonna be, I'm, this is, it, it is absolutely the simplest, the simplest direction that I've ever heard. And the gathering of one another together. I, I, I'm going to close with this. I'm going to give you a mission. And this goes with you being devoted to the doctrine. Not just to this ethereal God. Oh, I'm, I'm devoted to baby Jesus. No, we're devoted to the doctrine. And that's not don't dance, don't smoke, don't chew, don't, that's not the doctrine. Man, you, fight, you, you dig in God's word and let that doctrine come alive in your life. And then you know what you do? You devote yourself to it. I'm, 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 tired, I'm tired of hanging out with Scott Houston and him walking up to guys going, hey, what have you been in the word? And they look at him like they're dumb-faced. This is life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. Man, Sandy got sick and it got, it, it got, horrendous three years ago. I'm not running to doctors. I'm not running to WebMD. She's not even, we're running to the word. And then you know what, you know what my doctrine is? And this is the apostles doctrine. God says, look, put me in the remembrance of my word. Hey God, you remember? You sent your word and healed us and delivered us of our destruction. God, you remember? Jesus is the same yesterday and forever. He went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the enemy. Hey, God, do you remember that if I tithe, if I shave off the top 10% of all of my income, you'll rebuke the devourer from the midst of us. God, you remember? God, I'm putting a demand on that promise. See, that's the doctor of God. That's what men do. But let me tell you, we can feminize this whole thing and say, whoa, you think you could demand from God? He, he orders me to demand his, from his word. See, this is go time, fellas. I'm just telling you, I've had it up to here with everybody predicting we're losing America. I love America. I appreciate everybody that has served and fought and died for America. But I'm telling you, I'm devoted to the doctrine. I'm devoted to prayer. I'm devoted to the breaking of bread and scrambling eggs. I'm devoted to going house to house. And the Bible says, go to the highways and the hedges and compel them in that his house may be full. This is the mission I'm going to give you today. Let's make it hard for people to go to hell. They're going to go. There's guys that you can get them in a headlock. You could, you could call Thomas and have him put them to sleep and throw them in the back of your truck and bring them to church. But I, 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 I say we at least just commit our lives to make it hard for men within the purview of our lives to go to hell. That's what I say we do. But I'm asking you today, can you devote yourself? They devoted themselves. I mean, 
your wife grab you by the ear and pull you to church, give me a freaking break. You got to lead your family. You got to lead your house. Those fellas right there that can run real fast need to show, need to see men that are exampling this. That's all it takes. That they see our good works. Oh, I know it's, we're not saved by the works. No, but we, we got to be committed to them. That they see our good works and it glorifies God. I'm, I, I'm meaning to make this as dramatic and heavy as I can. I'm meaning to lay a trip on you. I want the conviction of the Holy Spirit to ride you like a rented freaking mule. I'm not kidding you. I want to beat the brakes off your flesh and where you just commit. Say, I'm devoting my life to this. All of it. And at God, you're going to show me men that are doing it that I can walk with. Don't, whatever you're going through, and don't, and don't give me the book. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good, okay? We all know that's a bunch of crap. We all know that you're lying through your teeth. Okay, so whatever it is you're dealing with, don't do it alone. Especially if you've been dealing with it for a long time. Man, if you got something where it's like, oh, man, I'm, I made an investment last week, last week and it tagged you. Have somebody pray for you. But, man, if, you, if, if there's been something that's been plaguing your life, your, your manhood, that's, man, find one of these guys. Because let me tell you something. They know how to pray to break things off your life. Man, I love you guys. I thank you for being here. I, I needed to probably have like the plus minus. Plus. I needed to have like a joke where you laughed at the beginning and you laughed at the end. And you, but it's really not in my heart today. Devote yourself to it. And, and you know what? Find your working definition of devotion. Let's get all of God we can get. Anybody with me on this? Yeah. If you're, if you're here today and your life's not right with God, find one. Just, just look across the table and say, man, my life's not right with God. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to condemn you. Everybody's going to forgive you. And then they're going to give you a, a distinct path, A to B, where your life's right. Do you understand? This faith is verbal. We believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth. And bam. God shows up. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for every single one of these fellas. God, that your hands on their lives. God, I pray a move of your spirit in their lives, God, that will, they'll never be the same. God, I thank you now that you lead and guide them on all truth. And, and the specific truth I'm asking about today, God, is our, the devotion of our lives. That you give us the innate ability as, as your sons to devote ourselves to you, to your doctrine. And God, we thank you for it. God, I thank you that you heal bodies, you bring, God, touch marriages in here today. God, wherever our wives are, God, I thank you that you bless them today, you elevate them today. God, a visitation of your Holy Spirit amongst our wives and our kids, our families. God, I thank you for the young fellows that are in here today. And God, that these men help them become men. God, I thank you. This is a church that can build men. God, we're not guilty. We're not, we're not full of shame because we are forgiven. And God, we receive that forgiveness today. Pray with me, fellas. Father God, I give you my life. 
I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life and whom I trust. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on sin. I take it out of my gaze. God, I thank you that I'm going to heaven because Jesus is Lord of my life, that I'll never smell the scent of hell. And my life will be heaven on earth. God, you make my crooked places straight. You're a light into my path, a lamp into my feet. Therefore, I'm the head, not the tail. Above only and never beneath. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Devil, you have no authority in my life. No authority. I submit myself to God. I resist you, devil. So you got to go. You have to flee. You better run for your life because I'm your worst nightmare. God, I thank you now that my life is on the offense. I begin to get new, a new set of downs. I move the chains and I score every single day. God, I'm created in Christ Jesus to win. God, I thank you for the victory you've given us, the victory you lead us in, and that your hands on our lives. God, protect the men that are around me. Keep them safe. And God, I thank you now for this great life, so great a salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for coming, fellas. I think we're on time. This is the first Friday of every month right here. Um, you guys that invited guys and brought guys in here, man, thank you so much. Man, understand that we've got guests in here and we, we host them and, man, we, we treat them as well as we can. But listen, this is as inclusive a church as, man, you want to you be right? You could be here. And, man, men of God in this room, man, I'll go to war with you guys. I'm, I'm forever indebted to your service of the Lord. And most of you guys putting up with me for decades. So God bless you. Thank you so much. Did, did I, anything else I need to say or do? Finish up the food. As you go, preach. <laughs>